Welcome to the special edition of the New Stack Makers on the Road. We're here in KubeCon, North America, in Detroit Rock City. Discussions from the show floor with technologists giving you their expertise and insights to help you with your everyday work. KubeCon and CloudNativeCon conferences gather adopters and technologists to further the education and advancement of cloud-native computing. The vendor-neutral events feature domain experts and key maintainers behind popular projects like Kubernetes, Prometheus, Envoy, CoreDNS, Container, and more. Hello, and welcome to the latest edition of the New Stack Makers podcast. This week, we are in Detroit at KubeCon, and we have joining us Ricardo Torres, who is the Chief Engineer of Open Source and Cloud Native for Boeing. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for taking time to talk to us about Open Source Cloud Native and how it's used by uh, Boeing. First of all, everybody knows the name Boeing, and they think Boeing airplanes, but uh, what what does Boeing do? Yeah, you know, we like to say that we protect and defend what's important from seabed to space. You know, so we frame ourselves as an aerospace company first and foremost. Right. But beyond the aircraft, we also have a, a large amount of software. And of so that's uh, where I am as part of the organization, as part of our software engineering organization. Nice, nice. And I know um, as a government contractor, as a military contractor, initially a lot of companies were kind of wary of open source, but now there seems to be an acceptance. So let's delve into that. Well, first of all, now, how did you yourself get involved in open source? Yeah, so same story, right? So defense is very weary of it. And so like most software developers, though, I, I started as a consumer, right? You start bringing in third-party dependencies to get the job done. And so then it just becomes a question of involvement, right? Is that sooner or later, even if you're just a software developer, you're going to want to patch something, right? There's going to be a bug that you're going to have to fix. Uh, and that's how it started with me. So, you know, at the time we were using a plugin for Jenkins and huh. yeah, I needed to go ahead and, and just submit a fix. Uh, it wasn't being maintained. And so I had to get maintainer privileges on that particular repo. And, you know, and it was great. It was a good opportunity for me to get involved. Huh. Nice. Nice. And so uh, at the time, what was Boeing's sort of involvement with open source and how's that evolved over time? Yeah, so, so Boeing actually has a long history with open source, just maybe not a big history so far, right? And so that's one of the things that we're looking to change. We actually have a project under the Eclipse Foundation already that uh, we actively support and we employ the maintainers of. So it's called OSEE. Right. Uh, it's basically a tool for model-based engineering around the Eclipse platform. Huh. And, and so... You know, it, it's it's just a question now of us evolving and you know looking to be part of the emerging technologies and things that are of strategic value to the company. Nice. Well, what is the value of open source for Boeing? You guys got plenty of money. Sure. I would take it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think Kelsey Hightower has said something to the effect of different companies, same team. And so <laughs> us being able to leverage the best technologists out there in the rest of the world is, is of great value to us strategically. And then we get to differentiate on what we do as our core business rather than having to reinvent the wheel all the time on all of the technology. All right. Nice. Nice. And Boeing joined the Cloud Native Computing Foundation last May, I believe it was, earlier this year in May. What were the reasons behind that? Yeah, so like I said, it's strategic alignment, right? And so us, like most every other company that has large amounts of data or is in computing, has moved a lot to the cloud. And so for us, cloud native still represents a significant on-prem presence. But also in April, we announced major partnerships with all three of the largest CSPs. And, you know, so we have a footprint there as well. CSPs. I'm sorry, CSPs, uh, cloud CSPs. service providers. Oh, cloud service providers. Yeah, so okay. uh, we announced uh, major contract agreements with AWS, Microsoft Azure, uh -huh. and GCP as well. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. I said, and, and generally speaking, what do you use the cloud providers for? Is, is it for runtime stuff with the equipment or is it for development or? Yeah, so traditionally Boeing software is kind of procured as a byproduct of procuring Boeing hardware. <laughs> um, so for the most part, definitely not exclusively, but a lot of our cloud presence is about our development environments. And so, <laughs> you know, we have cloud-based software factories that are using a number of CNCF and CSCF adjacent technologies huh. to help, you know, uh -huh. enable our developers to move fast. Right. <laughs> so you could say Boeing is cloud native, huh? <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Building for the clouds. Building for the clouds. Terrific. Now, so you all guys opened an open source office. That's correct. So why, why, why do that? Why would a company open an open source office? Yeah, so, you know, I think the to-do to -do group has a lot to say about this. I think for us, it's about formalizing how we're going to interact with the mm -hmm. open source community. You know, for us, we will always be primarily a consumer. I, I would argue that most companies will always be primarily consumer. So that's one of the core tenets is how we manage that. But additionally, we want to make sure that we have a strategy around how we contribute back to the open source community and then leverage those learnings for intersourcing. Nice. So what are the benefits of, of contributing back? Yeah, so it's really about mindshare, demonstrating to our customers also that, you know, we are in these spaces, we're talking the talk, we walk the walk, uh -huh. you can see it in an open community, in an open forum, but additionally, of course, we're competing for all the same talent that everybody else is, and so uh, it's a great recruitment oh. and retention tool. Oh, nice, nice. Terrific. Now, I would imagine that Boeing has a lot of different divisions, a lot of departments, and there might be open source projects or open source usage across them. How does an open source office for a large company find and coordinate all these efforts? Yeah, so they it's, it's a hard you, question. Or, yeah. <laughs> we do have lots of different organizations. So internally, as part of the software engineering organization, we partner with our internal IT organization. We work together to first look at our internet traffic and ensure nobody's going out and downloading directly from an untrusted repository or registry. Huh. Right. And then we host, instead, we have approved sources internally. And, oh, and so we, right. we work through that. So how does that, which office does that? How does that work? Uh, well, so the OSPO is working together with IT, so we are working to automate a lot of that. So traditionally, a lot of it has been a manual process, and so that, that can be error-prone, it can be really long lead times. And so right now, we are actively working to automate all of that. So the team will identify, here are the open source projects you had mentioned, Jenkins, I believe, and you have like a gold distribution that you have certified through... Oh, you know, actually, so that was a long time ago with, uh, with uh, my personal involvement with Jenkins, uh, right? Now we use uh, any number of open source projects. Sure. Uh -huh. um, and so it's usually not a separate distribution. It's uh, so much more that it's actually uh, scanned our compliance and security scans to be brought into the perimeter. Uh, and then internal developers can actually pull from an approved source that, that we just host internally. Nice, nice. Yeah, so I would imagine that you have a lot of governance, both internal and government mandates and commercial mandates. How does that interact with the open source world? Yeah, I mean, so it's directly relevant. So first, to our benefit, the U.S. government in particular is becoming a lot more forward-leaning with regards to their embracing of open source. Okay. So that, that's something that makes it easier for us. However, obviously, security remains a challenge, and so that's why I, I remain really focused on securing our, our software supply chain. But so in terms of how it works, we have multiple scans that we do both for security right. and for All licensing. Right. All right. And so once we bring something in the perimeter, that's the first thing that we do. Right. Once it clears those scans, we will go ahead and, and host it internally for internal use, and then we'll continue to monitor its use so that if something like, say, a lock for shell event happens, right. we can know who's consuming that internally, make them aware, and help provide them a path for patching it. Terrific. I know you guys can't endorse 
particular open source projects, but are there tools that will help you build out the supply chain? So the Open Source Security Foundation is adjacent to the CNCF. It's one okay. that you know we're actively monitoring. They have a great project in Sigstore. I think that uh, the way that it handles uh, attestation um, right. is very important to the supply chain story. Huh. And, and so that's one that we're tracking as well. You know, that space is still really developing rapidly. And so I don't know that anybody has an end-to-end -end solution at this point. Yeah, I'm very interested in this because the software bill of materials is kind of a recent thing for a lot of companies. And I would imagine you guys would be way ahead of the curve on that front. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and, and there are still things for us to learn there as well. You know, we've definitely are used to bill of materials. Software bill of materials, we've definitely delivered as well. I think one of the interesting things now is the automation. Okay. And, and so we're always looking to beef up the heuristics because a lot of the tools are relatively naive and that they trust that the dependencies that are specified are actually huh. representative of everything that's delivered. And that's huh. not good enough for a company like Bowen. We have to be absolutely certain that what's there is exactly what do we expect to be there. Interesting. Like, oh, have there been software projects that you're like, you're not really sure of the origin of and so you may be wary of using? Yeah, and, and so that would depend on the specific customer, but that, there have yeah. definitely been cases where it, whether it's uh, an unfriendly government or we think that the supply chain might have been tampered with by just an yeah. unfriendly individual actor, uh, yeah. those are kinds of things that get raised from time to time, and then it maybe wouldn't clear a certain process to go into a specific product. Interesting, interesting. So Boeing is both an uh, enterprise itself, but it's also a large-scale integration company, and a lot of open-source projects, they, they scratch an itch, and they're like, well, this is good, we need this. But could you offer some advice for the, the smaller but useful open source projects? What do they need to keep in mind when dealing with integrators and dealing with the enterprise? Yeah, I, I think uh, it's really important just to anyone that's dealing with software to focus on solving the problem. And unfortunately, there are a lot of tools out there that can overcomplicate that. And so sometimes you're going to find something that is, is much more than what you really need to scratch the itch. And it may not be worth the cost of adoption then. And, and not necessarily dollars because we're talking about open source, right? Right. But yeah. in terms of time and effort. So keep it simple. Absolutely. All right. Excellent, excellent. Terrific. Trying to think of any other questions that I have. Are there any other aspects you think that, that are interesting from your perspective and deal with both open source and the airline industry and the government? <laughs> yeah, so I, I actually often liken us to the financial services industry, uh -huh. another heavily regulated industry that has uh -huh. been slow to embrace open source. And so I think that we, we have a lot to learn from th those folks. Oh, interesting. And so uh, uh -huh. I, I'm looking forward to others joining us and being a little uh -huh. bit more open about the things that we can talk about and all the things that we can do. Uh, our engineers make incredible products. We have some of the smartest people on the planet doing things that are really hard and taking us off the planet. So, you know, I, I think uh, if we embrace that, we can actually, we have a lot to share with the open source community. Actually, do, you, do you guys have like a, a GitHub repo or we, we a do, place where I could? Yeah. We do have a Boeing organization under GitHub right. and, you know, we're, we're still looking to grow that presence. All right. Fantastic. Well, Ricardo, thank you so much for taking time to talk with us. And thank you, listeners and viewers, for tuning in. And we'll talk with you soon. KubeCon and CloudNativeCon conferences gather adopters and technologists to further the education and advancement of cloud-native computing. The vendor-neutral events feature domain experts and key maintainers behind popular projects like Kubernetes, Prometheus, Envoy, CoreDNS, Container, and more. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's one of the best ways you can help us grow this community, and we really appreciate your feedback. You can find the full video version of this episode on YouTube, 
Search for the new stack and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss any new videos. Thanks for joining us and see you soon.